Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast, episode 11. Today's date is 8-2-2020. Today we have Kenny and Brent with us and may have somebody later, probably not, but getting started a little bit late here in Texas. It's uh, about 8 p.m. where we normally starting about 6.30, so normally like to end around 9-ish, so we may push a little over, but we made it. We're here getting a recording done for you guys. Welcome, Britt and Kenny. Hey, guys. How's it going, guys? So they're here for our entertainment purposes. So my week overview as far as work and life and stuff has been, eh, I wouldn't call it superb, but sleeping schedule's still been completely whacked out. And tomorrow I have to go to the dentist to get um, to get a crown worked on, installed, or put in, so... That's going to be enjoyable. Sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's almost as bad as building a heli. Maybe not that bad. So, yeah, that's going to go down tomorrow, and then probably a week later after that, I'll have to get the crown actually installed. And It's work I've needed to get done since the pandemic started and finally have the opportunity to get it done. So get it done and move on. Those guys aren't doing any kind of – well, they're going to check your temperature coming in, right? Yeah, they they do a whole like texting. You have to fill out this um, online questionnaire type of thing. Uh, last time I went in, they didn't actually check temperature, I don't believe. But they, it's completely gross. But they make you rinse your mouth now at the dentist with uh, hydrogen peroxide, which is... Ew. And it's not just rinse your mouth. They make you rinse your mouth for a, one minute. So the whole time you're wanting to gag. It's not fun. Uh, that's I'm awesome. Not, fun. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> not looking forward to rinsing my mouth. So oh well. And you guys? Um had a busy week. Uh, we went back, I went back to work. Um so we have the option of uh working from home or working in our classroom. So I decided to go into the classroom just because it's easier for me to teach from there. Um, so just getting the classroom ready and getting everything prepared for the school year, which starts Wednesday. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm just busy. Yeah. And our uh, superintendent said something about um, us not going back to in person until at least after Labor Day. So it's going to be about at least a month, if not longer before we can, get back to in-person stuff. So I hope for the best. Definitely. You're going to be, your profession's going to be on the news and. Oh yeah. Highly looked into over the yeah, next couple whoever, months. Whoever goes back first to in-person classes, that's what the, they're going to be the ones that are going to look, be looked at the most and see what happens with that. And that's going to kind of be the driving force for everybody else. I think. So you guys have uh, videos, things going on in your room? Yeah. So um, we're we're going to be using, we're not, I guess, forced to use Google uh, things. So I have like a Google Classroom set up. I have Google Meets set up. So I'll be teaching, it's about 20 to 30 minutes for each subject. And we have three, uh, three blocks, three two-hour blocks during the day. Where the kids have to come in and I teach the lesson for half an hour to an hour and then the other hours independent work on their own. 
um, offline or I can meet, I meet with groups. Like, so I have breakout groups for uh, Google meets and I, you know, have these kids in this group. So I'll go meet with them first and then I'll have these other kids at different times. So it's just the scheduling part of it's going to be tricky. Um, it's going to take a lot to get used to. So, but luckily this week when we start, it's just kind of getting to know you type activities and kind of getting them used to being back in school. So it, it won't be till the week after when we really start getting into it. Right. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. But I've been working hard, got everything, you know, getting things um, that I usually use for in-person trying to get them so they're on the computer so I can share them with the parents and everything. And tomorrow we have our meet your teacher night virtual. So I'm going to be doing a Google meets with the parents to go over expectations and all that stuff. So a little different, but we'll get through <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. My daughter-in-law has five kids. Uh, three of them are in school and so they're doing all the virtual stuff, but she was telling me that it's really, really, really hard on the, the parents because yeah. the parents really have to be in place now mm -hmm. with the kids to make sure that they're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, something I'm worried about because back in the spring, it wasn't as much teaching. It was more me giving activities and assignments that they could do. Um, and I did a little bit of teaching, but it, and I videotaped myself, but this is going to be like, like live teaching. So it's going to be interesting trying to keep them occupied. Uh, every kid in kindergarten and first get a new brand new iPad though. So that helps. So that helps the, with the gap technology gap and then second grade and up get laptops. So nice. So we're trying to get all that figured out too. So we'll see how that goes and just kind of do the best we can. And I've been telling people, you know, I'd rather be in person because it's so much easier. It's less, a lot less work than it is doing this on, uh, on the computer. So. Now my daughter-in-law told me that if this kept up and they had to continue doing the virtual uh, school that she was going to go to homeschooling. Yeah. I could see a lot of parents doing that too. Um, when we do go back to in-person, our district has a online um, option. So if you're, you know, those parents don't feel comfortable sending their kids back, then they can do that. But the teachers won't be teaching it. It's kind of like go at your own pace type of private school model. So they would right. have like get their assignments, do their assignments. There would be a teacher that would grade things and, and contact the parents, but it wouldn't be me. So We'll see. Cool. But so far I have 26 kids on my roster. <laughs> so. That's a lot. And Kenny, you've been okay? Yeah. Uh, I flew last weekend and I flew again this weekend. Nothing bad to report. The 696 flew great as it always does. Nice. Um, it's hot still yeah, last weekend wasn't too terribly bad uh, there was a there was that hurricane that was blowing into the corpus christi port mansfield area so there's a lot of 
cloud cover and there's some rain and so it really cooled things off and it was nice but uh this weekend it was just freaking hot <laughs> yeah soon it'll go away hopefully but it is work has finally picked up a little bit it's been busy and of course this past week was end of month for us and so you know it's all hands on deck it's bill 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 <laughs> gotta have that money coming in gotta have the money like gotta have the money i did uh last weekend uh, me and a friend of mine we drove over to palacious texas which is in the matagorda bay uh so we caught the tail end of the hurricane the hurricane was further south um they call it chocolate bay no it wasn't that bad uh we were out in a boat the on Sunday for a little bit. Um, but it was interesting that when we got there, you know, of course it's nighttime on Saturday night. And when we got there, the Harbor, which was probably a mile long was completely full with shrimp boats. And, uh, I don't know if you know what, well, I know Richard does the big outriggers that they use on shrimp boats. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm each one of those outriggers has lights. And then of course the boat itself has lights. And if there's one, there's at least a thousand shrimp boats sitting in this Harbor. They were everywhere. It's like a city. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. you, you could see the Harbor from miles away. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And of course they all came in because of the hurricane. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a cut that runs over from South Texas up to where Alcoa used to be. So it's a deep cut that all the large ships can get through. Oh, okay. And that's probably why they head that direction. It was interesting. The, the place where we stayed, it was called the Luther hotel and it's, it's old and it's somewhat run down back during the war. That was a staging area for troops that were departing from by ship when you walk in there, they had this staircase that went up to our right. And on that staircase was a bunch of pictures, photographs and stuff of Bob Hope, uh, Shirley Temple and the, uh, uh, was a USO. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they did the tours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they had autographs from all these famous individuals that stayed at that hotel that we were at. It was neat. It really was. Nice. All but right. That's otherwise, cool. all's good. Great. I'll get into my week, what I've been doing. Um, so my charger box has been shutting down on it, shutting down on me. I had two server power supplies, kind of the larger, older ones. with no. But we had to take the case off and custom fit them into the case to get it to work for the application I had. So eventually bought some new smaller power supplies. The name of them is off the top of my head and they're deep in the case at this point. So I got those swapped out. Uh, kind of do not like soldering power supplies up in series to make 24 volts. It's kind of scary, even though I still understand what's going on and 
look at everything and double check everything. When I go to plug it in, it's still, still one of those hold my beer moments. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily didn't have any smoke to have any fire. Everything turned out good. I did do the, um, the float of one of the power, power supplies floated the ground on it and took it apart and got all the, the ground casing isolated for that. Kind of the first time I've done that. The other ones I did, I actually never really floated the ground. I just kept the two power supplies separated where they wouldn't touch. So, so there you've got 24 volts power supplies. No, they're two 12 volts wrapped in series. So, it's no big deal. So I got that done. Boxes back to normal. Three D printed some some covers for exhaust fan ports and such, so I can get the air to breathe a little bit better down in the case. Definitely like having a case. Um, I have one of the rigid cases, and I have two ISDT T six lights on the. They're on the left side of the case with the power supplies in the bottom and then the right side of the case, I keep my extension cord and odds and ends I need to keep. I used to keep my transmitter down in there, but I went back to having a regular regular case on it. The Agile 7.2, I got uh, about three or four flights on it last week after the podcast the next day. It's flying good. It's starting to trust the model and fly it a little bit more aggressively. Tell servos holding everything's holding up good on it may end up having to buy some batteries. I'm still holding out on the spider batteries that, that I'm using currently, but I do need to get some more. So that was good. Went ahead and bought a Gowie X seven FZ last week. Got that in. Uh, I got it in this week, started taking it apart and working on the build. Got that started. Uh, the models looks great. Um, Everything in the packaging looked good. The canopy looks good. The boom is a little skinnier than I kind of would like to see, but it doesn't seem weak at all. It seems like a thick wall aluminum. So you started on that about 10 o'clock last night and you finished the frame at five this morning? Uh, no, I probably finished the frame about two, two thirty. Okay. I went to bed about five, but I, okay. I kind of stopped working on it about two. I started to get frustrated and, tired of hunting screws that's what yeah. you call a power build <laughs> yeah the the frame on it is i like the design i like the shape of it um there's no manual for it you're just building off of spreadsheets there is a manual for the formula version and i started using it until i got to the point where i noticed it wasn't the correct one stopped and then just went to the diagrams I I understand why they have different screws on different stuff throughout the heli to save weight when they don't need, you know, a longer screw, but it makes it a pain in the butt trying to build a helicopter where every, every other screw is a different size. One's a three by four, one's a three by five. Yep. You know. That's the same thing on the NX seven. It was, I was hunting screws constantly. I mean, at least they label all the packages. Everything's, yeah. you know, I lay everything out on a table next to me. And every time you turn around, you're looking at the diagram going, okay, this one, I need a, a two millimeter by four. And then you looking through the packages and I can't see it. I can't find it all. Okay. There it is. Let me cut the corner and take a couple out. And yep. 
So yep. eventually the packages start to get less and less and less packages. Um, but I'm got the mainframe done, got the battery tray done. The battery tray designs a two piece carbon fiber with some aluminum. So you have room to wrap straps around and stuff like that. So the battery tray design is good. The clip is pretty cool. It's just a carbon fiber clip, kind of like the DT 520 had there in the end. Right. For the most part, uh, the wiring is going to be a pain. It's, I don't have a bunch of room to do stick stuff in and move stuff around. So it's going to be difficult, but we'll see one thing at a time. I'm going to have to start stripping some helicopters down and robbing Peter to pay Paul to get this one up in the air, but I'm going to get it done and see how it flies. It, it definitely looks rigid, solid head on it. Everything looks good as far as the build itself and the quality of the parts are spot on. Nothing's missing at this point. So we'll see. What? When do you think you'll have it ready for a maiden? Uh, I'd like to finish it within a day or two. Um, the frame's done. I just have to get the tail done, torque tube installed. The, the tail frame and the tail hub are already assembled, so I just need to check them. Uh, there's not much more to do on it. I just need to sit down and get it done and then start start the electronic robbing from two or three helicopters to get this one going. Probably going to put in the KSTs from the A7 in it and probably going to put a 130 high voltage. Hopefully it'll hold up. May have to, uh, may have to put the 200 on it, but I think the 130 is going to fit better for spacing. If I have to end up putting the 200 on, I'll put the Hobby Wing 200, but. Do you need a flight control for that one, Richard? I have an extra high, uh, brain. Yeah, I'm going to need a brain at some point. Mine's getting old. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about for the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to rob one. I'm going to rob one well, off. That the wasn't my question. Do you need one? Yeah, I'm going to need one. Okay. You can put my name on it and All we'll, right. We'll work out the payment plan. It's not one that you've crashed and on the edge of maybe having issues, is it? Uh, no, the last one that I, no, I haven't crashed a, a, a brain. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can put my name on it. I'm going to, I'm going to be redoing the fleet with this flip flopping over. I don't know what if I'm going to end up doing a bunch of galley stuff, but. Well, if you want a X4 two, you know, I have one. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm working on I... that deal. <laughs> I have a question for you. How how tight is that canopy on the on the frame? Which one? On your X four two. Oh. Um, it's pretty tight, yeah. It's pretty on there. I'm just looking at it right now. Haven't really done too much with it, but yeah, it's pretty pretty close. Yeah, that's I've noticed. It's a shoehorn. Yeah, it's very similar to like the the X seven, I remember. Same design. The test fit of the X7 canopy that I did last night wasn't too bad. No. I think I might be able to get some magnet mounts for the back of it. Um, the front, yeah, I'm not going to be able to um, do that because they're so long. But My buddy Cliff, uh, remember we did the trade for the T-Rex. I got the T-Rex. He got my Gawi X7 FZ. He used the XL Power 700 magnetic clips at the back, and I was out flying with him today. And they work really well. 
yeah, we'll see. One build problem at a time. <laughs> I'm going to use the stock one and the clips for now. Yeah, the clips are annoying. <laughs> I think Cl- I think Cliff has lost a clip or two already. <laughs> yeah, the, the the clips, you need a large earth magnet on the back of it glued to the frame so you have somewhere to st- throw them, stick them Yeah, to. yeah. Or, or I just stick them on the canopy edges or something. But yeah, you always lose them. They're always a pain, but you go. Yep. It's good to have the clips to make sure that the canopy is secured to the frame and not have it blow off and go through the blades. Exactly. Yep. Brent used to have the Gowie X7 formula, or is it the one that like Richard has? Like Richard has. Yeah, the FZ, the newest version. Okay. So why did you get rid of that one? Um, well, Cliff was looking, my buddy Cliff, who I fly with, he was looking to try something new because he's been flying his line 700s for like six years or so. So he has a ton of parts and I really like flying my T-Rex 500. I got it that from him too. Okay. So I was like, well, you know, I know you want something different. So what do you think of a trade? You know, I'll trade you, we'll trade airframes and then I'll buy, buy the parts from you. Cause he had a ton of parts. He almost has enough parts to build a whole another 700. That way, you know, because I really like the 500, I'm not scared about it, and I really, you know, that way I have parts on hand if anything happens, plus he knows a lot about the machine, so if something goes wrong, he can easily help. That's the main reason why, and I got a chance to fly the line today, and I really liked it. It felt just like my 500, so, but bigger. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to flying it more, and and being able to to advance my skills using it and not be afraid, you know. So, cool. That's great. We just I'm about done. We can just schmooze all on into Brent. At oh, this okay. I pretty much yeah. have exhausted what I've done for the week. All right. Last week, last weekend, I went out to fly. I had all my batteries charged. I get there, and they close the field down because they're. Uh, patching the um, pit area because they're going to get it recovered. So I was pretty pissed off about that. So what I did was I was hoping to get the Soxo Strike 7 tail situation figured out. Uh, but since we couldn't fly and I had to get home, I just left the Strike 7 with my buddy Cliff. So he had it for a few weeks. He's been working on getting the tail because we had a really bad, I had a really bad tail kick when we did the maiden. Um, so he's been working on that. I, we were asking around and just like you said, Kenny, those one, uh, 115 blade, we put some 115s on them and it's almost eliminated the, the kick entirely. There's a very, very small, like minute amount left. Right. And, and so, I mean, for me, the way I fly, I'm not going to notice cause I'm not going to really punch out like that very often, if any. So I said, Oh yeah, that's good enough for me. So we, we flew it today and, um, the, the tail kick, like I said, is almost gone entirely. So good. So that, and I talked about how I flew the 700 E or 700 L today, uh, for the first time that felt really good. Um, yeah, but yeah. And I, I only was out at the field for a little bit. I had my daughter with me, so, you know, she didn't want to stay out there too long. 
So I got a flight on the on the line and we did the tuning flight on the Soxos and that was about it. So I'm looking forward to next weekend getting back out and trying it some more. Actually flying it around and getting used to the yeah, Soxos yeah. at this point. Yep. Yep. It does have a good presence in the air. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really like everything about it. Um, it was just the tail that was kind of annoying, but besides that, I'm really impressed so far with it. Good. So that's it for me pretty quick. (laughs) Not too much going on hobby wise. Eh, You got out and flew at least testing stuff and switching stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all ready to go for next weekend. Yeah. I'm hoping I can get my stuff figured out this week. Hey, Richard, you did miss one thing. What did I miss? The M2. Uh, I didn't fly it. I didn't sell it. (laughs) You step on it? (laughs) I still have possession of it. But you did fly it. I thought I said on the last podcast that I flew it. Did you say that on the last one? Yeah, yeah, I think the last podcast I... I talked about it. I think you were in. You came in late. I I probably you came in late. So yeah, I'm. I still own it. Have possession, which is ninety percent of the law, I think, or something. (laughs) But I have. I have a buddy that looked at it, and uh, he wants to test fly it and see. He may end up buying it. He's trying to contact Kenny to maybe work out a deal. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't used the right numbers to contact me yet. No. Is that the one nine hundred number? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he doesn't have the correct cell phone number for you. Uh, he should. Okay. I'll I'll uh, I'll text him. Okay, because he was interested. He was interested, and in, I let him look at it at work, and he he's definitely it's it's larger than he expected larger presence but we'll see i still have it i haven't flown it and kenny how's your flying week been or building or troubleshooting well so far everything's fine like i said it's i flew last weekend flew this weekend no issues 696 is flying well the only thing that i've got a problem with now at the field is i have a rev electrics that one of the duos and it's an older one using the bump charger anyway whenever i put two batteries and i'm charging at the same time of course these are all different banks just one but it's one charger just that but they're separate banks one charger seems to work fine and the other charger uh for some reason or another i can have it set at 10 amps or 12 amps or six amps and once I have them both going at the same time, the one charger, uh, it will decrease to like watts rather than wow. amps. And I mean significantly. It's like, you know, hmm. half an amp or something, even though I have it set at 12 amps. And th- there's something wrong inside the something. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I haven't had time to fool with it. I just put it in the shelf and and working with a different one but like you i gotta figure this out yeah slow process yes well the problem is when you're using that rigid case and you're using the longer 
a charger, Rev Electric's charger, it takes up a good portion of that case. And there's not enough room to put a proper power supply in there, like RSP 1000, one that Meanwell makes. You know, it's so you have to go with individual ones, and, and there's some others out there. You know, I just haven't gone that far yet to figure out what I want to do. Yeah, I had thought about doing not doing the 24 volts on my charging case and just running each power supply at 12 volts and shoving that into the charger because I normally only charge up to like maybe 12 amps, 13 amps if I'm in a hurry on a 6S5000 and I don't parallel charge. So I thought about it, but then, you know, 24 volts is easier on the chargers in the long run. So. Well, if you're like me and you're you're running a, a generator, uh, you know when well we really haven't been anywhere this year. But back when we used to go to Fun Flies, <laughs> if you're running a a charging system that has 24 volts and but you're charging batteries that will exceed that amount, they exceed the output of the power supply, then it just it doesn't play well with the with the uh, generator. Yeah, you just make it more heat, more more work in the system. Right. So. so what I'm really looking for is something like in the 36 range. Uh, you could do three of them. There's not enough room inside this case, which means mm -hmm. you have to start changing things up. Anyway, it's just like, why am I trying to figure this out in this case? I've got a charger. I've got a power supply. Uh I can do it on the outside of the case and just make it easier for myself. Yeah. I don't know what power supplies you're using, but it's a uh, rigid. Uh, yeah. I know it the case is a rigid case. No, no, it's the uh, Kelly. Uh, what was his name? Clarkson. They, they had their <laughs> own uh, website for the bump. Okay. Okay. And, and Rev Electrics was building cases. It, it, the, the gentleman's name was Kelly. So he, he came up with these power supplies that fit really well in this case and, you know, put them in series and, and get 24 volts out. And that's fine. It, it worked. But I've had three power supplies that, that they furnished with these. I've had three of those power supplies that I've had to change out because they just stopped working. And I don't know if it's a heat buildup or, or what, but anyway, it's just something I'm working through. So I just posted, I just looked up the ones I switched to. Um, They're the HP 750W. Okay. DPS 750AB-3 are the ones I purchased. Okay. Just I'll take a look for for size and comparison. I switched to them because I think they make some in a thousand or something, but seven hundred fifty was fine. So it's, Revo Kelly was his name. That's what people called him was Revo Kelly. Okay. Anyway, that's I'll that's, take your word for it. That's been a while back. Um, anyway, that's really the only problem that I've had at the field. Just been flying. It's. You know, one of the things that, that uh, I can say is, you know, used to a lot of us flew together and we fed off of each other. It's we pushed each other. And I miss that. 
it's oh no well i do <laughs> and it, and it's not that i think the the unit as a group you know we we push each other to excel true we haven't been and part of its work schedule part of its corona pandemic crud but uh, well it's all corona for me that's that's why you know at first we were flying quite a ways away and now you know things i, I think people are just kind of getting used to it um but i i just think that we need to start figuring out how to come back together just just my point of view i would agree i agree we need to get more situated i've been in kind of weird lockdown modes here or there throughout the throughout the last couple of months so i get out but i don't get out let everybody know type of deal sometimes i just jump out to the field just cuz the field i fly at is 10 to 15 minutes away so sometimes i'll i'll head out there and only put in one flight or two flights and then head back home so I do want to, within the next couple of months, when the weather gets better, start spending at least five to eight hours at the field and start putting in flights back to back to to see an improvement. Because I think just going to the field and putting in a flight or two, I'm really not going to see any improvement in my flying. Yeah, and you know, I I try to fly every week. Uh, I've been very successful at it, flying every week. I I, I do think that you know, this heat that we've had here this year will take it out of you and you don't quite get as much flying in as you would like. Uh, but then again, you know, I think that we need to try to get together. And, and there has been some talk about having some kind of like mini event. When I say mini, I'm, I'm trying to, I say that with reservation because you know i want people to get together but once we get together it's for the sake of everybody everybody's got to try to do that whole social distancing thing so that way there's nothing said afterwards true you don't want and then having to take pictures and so forth and so on and putting stuff on facebook and yes posting and then somebody gets pissed they're like oh look at these people you know Correct. Uh, then somebody gets their feelings hurt or somebody wasn't invited or uh, just a mess sometimes. It is. It is. I will say this. Uh, the In the last couple of days, the whole Apache Pass, you know, we've got an event coming up first week of November. And the Apache Pass uh, link on Facebook has started to get some attraction and there's been people commenting on it and so that's good. I think people are ready to get out. It be free. Get together and do some flying. So I am looking forward to that. We did talk about, when I say we, me and another individual talked about possibly having something a little bit sooner. And that may happen yet, but we'll see. I, I got to talk to the powers to be and make sure that the property owner is, is okay with it. Sounds good. I'm sure, I'm sure I'd be down like a clown. And get your night gear together. 
oh man, I, this guy's gonna start pushing again, and I, <laughs> I got all the stuff to build it. This thing. Well, get off get your ass and start other, building. Get all these other projects out of the way. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, get off my ass and start building. Okay. They're here. I have all the stuff. I don't think I'm missing much. I got all the order in for all the Nightblade stuff, and I'm kind of body lights. I mean, have to scrounge around. But there is a gentleman that I know of <clears throat> that has been dragging his feet about a night rig that has everything that he needs to make that happen and so i'm going to say the same thing to him get off your ass and get that model put together <laughs> yeah i'm going to get it done i'm probably gonna you know that's not a bad idea maybe i'll just make the a7 into a night rig there you go awesome yeah, great idea. idea since i'm going to be stripping stuff out of it this week anyway to steal and put over into the uh Gowie X7 FZ. I can't believe I finally bought one of those things. Awesome. It's crazy. I'm proud of you. It's something different. 550 bucks is worth it in my opinion. So anyway, everybody knows this next week is Urcha. And it blows. Uh, I'm not going. I have canceled my trip to Urcha. This will be the first time in quite a few years that I'm not going for obvious reasons, but that man, that was a tough decision not to go. <laughs> I bet tough. It sucks. Yeah. I'd love to go. I've been wanting to go for years, but it's always like right at the beginning of school year of the school year. So it never works out. Now it's it. I mean, this is something I'd live for to go to Urcha and I want to see people there. I want to see manufacturers there. I I would love for it to get back to what it used to be. Uh, maybe 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 not with all the uh, what would you call that? I I enjoy the vendors. I enjoy the vendors, but I think that Urcha. Uh, has made it difficult on vendors because of what they charge to have that event. And I, I think that, you know, those guys I need to agree. get together and find some kind of happy medium. There's a cost to doing that event. And I think everybody would agree to that. And, and everybody understands that, you know, I got to pay my dues to, to be able to have this event, but it, there's, there's just, Vendors are pushing back because of the cost. It's, um, you know, no, it's, I mean, the hobby is not what it used to be. Yeah, there's um, not, but there's not a, these guys aren't, these guys aren't retiring, selling, selling helicopters at this point, as far as I'm concerned. I actually had, I had a couple of people this past week ask me about how many helicopters X, Y, or Z vendor sells. And I was trying to come up with numbers. It was very difficult but it was a lot lower than people expected in my opinion. I think for the regular vendor people, like people were asking me how many helicopters a year does Gowie sell or how many helicopters a year does KDS sell or, and you know, Goblin and Align are obviously probably the leaders in that pack, but 
it's just a hard number for me to come up with. There's, there's no way they're. Well, I think that hobby shops in general can make a living at this. I do think that there's some changes that need to happen. You know, I, I don't care what it is. I don't believe that there's a such thing as free shipping for anybody. Somebody's got to pay that cost. You know, and I realize that's a sen sensitive subject and I get it. So I'm just going to shut up on that one. I've got my opinion and it is exactly <laughs> that, my opinion. Even with my sponsors, I've always told them that from day one, whatever the thing is, I pay shipping. There it is. No. That would be no. the hunter, would it? Anyway. Um, so no Urcha for me this year. Urcha is going to be much smaller than what it normally is. Most of the vendors, uh, the hobby shops that you would typically see at Urcha won't be there this year. From what I'm to understand, Heli Direct won't be there, although they will have... A, a time slot at every two or three hours, whatever it is, where they'll run parts out to a certain area and you can pick up your parts. So that's good that they're doing that. That's really good. Yes. Because they're in Ohio close. now, right? Or yeah, they're, I, I close. have no idea where they're at. I just know that they're close. They're 30 minutes away. There's no international flights, I don't believe, coming in. So most of the people that are there are going to be from the U.S. and you know the crowds are going to be much smaller than what they used to be, and so it's here. It'll be interesting here. to see how many people <laughs> we can't see it because we're not going to be there. Yeah, how many people? I know, but that's I'll not the I'm, same. I'm watching Facebook. I'm waiting for people to start posting pictures and stuff. But anyway. True. <laughs> Let's see. I'm still working on my M5C, which I am dragging my feet on. It's been on the bench for a long time. Uh, I finally pulled it back out yesterday and started working on it again to find that I need a sensor for the governor. And I thought I had one, two, three, four, mm. five sensors laying about somewhere. And I can't find a single one, of course. Do they? Uh, Gowie has them. Okay. Uh, anything heli is normally where I get my sensors at. I believe he has them. I believe they're... Okay. To the Gowie sensor, it comes with a bracket. It's a little bit better. That is good to know. Other than <clears throat> that, I think that's that's about it. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks i'll have the n5c up in the air maybe maybe first nitro i've had in the air in a few years yeah three years probably so you have an os 55 in that yes sir i do brand spanking new nice needs to be broke in well if you're done are you done i'm done all right let's drop in our next guest carries back and I am adding him to the room. Drop him in just to uh, see what he's up to. How's it going, Carrie? All right, I'm here. Yay, Carrie's here. Man, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs>
So Carrie's here. He came back for another week. I dropped him at the last minute and asked him if he wanted to jump in again to see what he's been up to for the past week or not. We just finished up going over helicopter weeks, Carrie, with um, Kenny and Brent and myself. Cool. How's your week been? <laughs> Two uh, weeks, actually. Not, I haven't done a thing. Not a thing. I just had to adult all week. Kind of suck. <laughs> Be an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to do helicopter stuff, but I just just never had time. No buy, no sell? Oh, you never sell it. No. no, it's trying to get prepared to move. I'm scared to buy anything, and I move before I receive it. So, oh yeah, you gotta. It's kind of one of them deals. Holding pattern. So, so when are you moving, Carrie? Uh, not exactly sure at the moment, but it could be any any time. So they're going to tell you when you're moving? Uh, no. Uh, well, I was hoping to buy a new fifth wheel to live in while I worked over there. And uh, that has fallen through, so I'm gonna. I will be moving my current fifth wheel over there, and uh, so now I'm just waiting on my pickup, my tow vehicle, to get fit out of the shop so I can make the move. Is that that old white Ford? Oh yeah, old trusty. The diesel. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's funny. Just getting some long overdue TLC done to it. That's not a bad idea before you put a, what is it, 12,000 pound fifth wheel on it? Uh, this one is probably around 15. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So. Well, if you haven't done any flying or anything or have any more updates, I was going to jump into the main topic this week we're just going to go over the show and past and future and since you've listened to every episode as a actual listener yourself so pretty much so we've made it to 11 oh we have switched it from chapters back to episodes since we made it past 10 i figured i needed to get back with the normal human beings <laughs> and stop playing around <clears throat> so I'm switching it back to episodes, at least for 11. We'll see if uh, people bitch and complain and they want it back to chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I haven't got much feedback, but the show in general started as just a, we we'll call it a project of mine. Uh, just to overview one and two were kind of a crapshoot. Got them cleaned up and, they're out there and then Magnus got added for chapter three and that was fun. I need to get him back on again eventually. Um, chapter four, Brent joined us and that was nice to have somebody local in the United States and he's been a, a ball to have on has been on every week since then. And then chapter five, Kenny started and has been on with us since. And then last week we had carry on. So, so far, I think just in general, the podcast, I believe people are listening, people are enjoying it. 
that's the main reason I'm doing this is just to have something for people to listen to or eventually get some knowledge out there and some technical topics that we've kind of went over. We haven't really completely foobarred them, but at least it's out there. I believe we're doing a good job at this point. Anybody else have anything to comment on? (laughs) I mean, we'll just keep pushing ahead at this point. Just out of curiosity, um, the, the feedback that you've received so far on the show, how is that? I've had some negative feedback as far as just uh, technical topic stuff, but that's something that I kind of knew was going to be coming as far as I need to research a little bit more need to do. I need to get a little bit of, I kind of need to get a week ahead of the podcast and start researching and, you know, going over just like I went over my charging case stuff being able to explain stuff without fumbling around a little bit, but feedback I've gotten from other people are they enjoy the podcast. They think the audio is on par and it's easy to listen to. And the people that we have on the show are good, are contributing and have stuff to say, which is good. Now the last episode was got a lot of good feedback on it. People like carry on thought it was a, a fun time at least currently the total downloads we're at are 13 1300 so not bad been doing it a couple of months some people are following we normally get about 100 and 100 to 120 downloads an episode which is good we can call it what some of the other episodes are getting but not in this to make money or you're not <laughs> drop episodes <laughs> so what's well, the furthest go ahead. Well, what's the furthest download uh I, I would think australia's got some in the map here let me pull it up real quick on the as i'm clicking the mouse aggressively yeah australia's got nine downloads new zealand's got 14 belgium's got five canada 26 and United States 288, and then the other ones are just rogue, undocumented places and stuff. So we'll we'll start at the bottom from the statistics that I have. We go Norway 1, Netherlands 1, Sweden 2, Spain 2, Germany 2, the Czech Republic 3, Thailand 5, UK 5, Belgium 5, Australia 9, New Zealand 14, Canada 26, and the United States 28. Obviously, that doesn't add up to uh, 1,300, but actually, that's just from June 30th to July 30th. So that's a one month categorize of downloads. Cool. So it's out there. I mean, people are hearing you speak around the world. <laughs> You're almost as good as the president of the United States. People are listening. What you say will be heard. (laughs) Yeah, he's talking about somebody else. (laughs) People around the world know you're winning the game, Kenny. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely drop drop it and cut (laughs) on that. (laughs) But no, it's been good. I think we'll keep pushing forward. Did you ever look up what that magic number was, Kenny? The mat, you mean the one nine hundred? 
magic number? No, 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 not, not, oh, not that not, one. Not your cell phone number, but <laughs> what, what, uh, the BK podcast had said that the magic number, when you get by that number, then, you know, no, I never looked it up. I think he said it was 29 or something, something around that range. When you break that number, then you're pretty much going to keep heading forward. Well, we're getting there. Yeah, slowly. I mean, we're pushing every two weeks. We may have to skip a week here or there, something and so forth and so on. But I'm still trying to stick on this two-week schedule. It works for me. I know eventually as school starts, it's going to be a little bit more hectic than getting getting everything aligned up. I think that's the hardest thing with the podcast. I'm surprised on free fall how they can pump them out like a freight train every every friday yeah for then do the editing as quick as they get it done yeah they they definitely pumping out podcasts well when they only have to work like three weeks a year they got plenty of time to edit (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're working from home and stuff but they're they definitely pump pumping them out once a week which is super impressive it's it's something now that i'm doing a podcast and doing edit and trying to get people together and get people on it's it's definitely difficult i'm impressed with how some of these other podcasts are getting content out which is awesome the more the better backtrack a little i'm sorry Uh, backtrack a little bit listening to the other podcasts they have been giving you a lot of good credit for on this one and their comments and stuff so yeah, it's definitely enjoyable to, I mean, it's definitely something when I'm driving home listening to Free Fall or Heliheads or one of the other podcasts and they actually, you know, on the outtakes they're mentioning me and this podcast and what we're doing as far as Brent and Kenny. Definitely upbringing to listen to that as I'm driving home and puts a smile on my face and knows we're doing the right thing at this point. Yep, for sure. I know that now that being part of the podcast, you know, I, I question myself on whether or not I'm the guy, you know, if I have that kind of content <laughs> that I can spit out there. But I will say this. I mean, I mean I've been on podcasts before uh, from quite a few years ago whenever Chris Boltinghouse was doing them. It's a little bit intimidating in the beginning. You know, now that I've been on a few and it gets easier as you move forward, you know, keeping the conversation going and making sure that the content is good. But I will say this though, it's when you start talking about a podcast and you're putting your information out there, I, I want to make sure that whatever information I give is, is accurate and beneficial. I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And so that's, you know, when it comes to a podcast, that's what I worry about is saying the wrong thing. Yeah, I would definitely have had some edits that I've had to uh, undo and posted and pulled back down and fixed a couple of things along the way, which is fine. Like I tell you guys all the time, if something posts and you don't like what it sounds like or how you said something or something that shouldn't be said, just let me know and I can, I'll pull it back down. And the only few followers that catch it right off the bat we'll be able to listen to it <laughs> so richard how many times have i called you and say i don't think i want you to put that in there go ahead and take it down we've we pulled i think i've pulled three or four down yeah 
Um, I've, I've pulled a couple where I had some outtakes where it weren't quite G rated at this point. I think, uh, had nothing think, to do with alcohol. No, no, that one never <laughs> got posted. So okay. darn, that was a good one. <laughs> that one, that one, that one needs to get somehow I need to get <laughs> like it out. The there mystery episode, <laughs> the mystery, the missing. No, I had one. I had one where I had some outtakes and Shannon Turner from only fine helis was telling me he was going to listen to some of the podcast on the way home or something. And I started thinking, eh, I don't really know if that outtakes was, let me go ahead and go ahead and cut X, Y, or Z out or fix it real quick. He didn't have any negative feedback on it. So that was, that was good. It's just, I want, this podcast to be something that obviously Brent's a teacher and Kenny works in a, you know, a field. If somebody downloads this podcast, I, I don't want people to, to, to judge a person for X, Y, or Z as far as if anybody's using foul language or so forth and so on. I, I kind of want it. So um, if somebody's a father of some kid that's, you know, eight, nine years old, they, they can know that they can allow them to listen to this podcast. It's a little difficult to keep it G-rated sometimes, but we do our best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Brent. Yeah. So Kevin on Freefall keeps saying he he saw you mm-hmm. at a fun fly in the yeah. East Coast. No. Is this true? <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking that Kevin saw you at... I I don't know what he's talking about because not, not so Kevin went to the event where it's the one in uh, Uh Las Vegas. So Kevin went to an event in in Las Vegas. I'm wondering if it was the Las Vegas event that he's, I have no idea. And he said, I work for Amazon and I told him, (laughs) I wish I worked for Amazon. I'd be making a heck of a lot more money than I do. (laughs) Yeah, he he keeps saying that. I was like, maybe it was when Kevin went to the Las Vegas event that he saw you. Yeah, I have no idea where that came it, from. Because I know you probably went to the Las Vegas events, right? Yeah. Since they're so close to you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's he's been saying that. Yeah. I keep thinking, I need to ask Brent <laughs> on the show if he's ever been to the East East Coast. Yeah, I finally messaged him this week and said, hey, I just listened to the show. That's not me. <laughs> Never been to Virginia. That's funny. So, I sure wish I could go. That's one of the events I'd like to hit yeah, me at some too. point. Me too. Definitely. That's about all I got. I just wanted to go over you know, the show itself and kind of thank everybody for downloading and listening and thank for for you guys coming on the show. Yeah helping can contribute and so i'm not sitting here talking to a wall it definitely helps definitely definitely brent so, has a buddy that we may end up getting on at some point and seeing what he's up to yeah, he seems interested in coming on so that's a good thing yeah i still think that i can get uh chris boltinghouse it'd be fun to have him on yeah that would be cool yeah he's still in the hobby he's still doing planes and uh, he could probably talk about the Tyrannus and some radio stuff and that he's been doing. He's definitely still in the hobby, still flying, still doing his thing. 
you know, I really don't want him on here because he's going to take over the show and, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be end up to be in like RC Today Show V2 2.0. He's going to take everything over and I'm going to have to sell my mic and my laptop and everything else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I remember listening to, to Kenny when he was on that show back when I was just getting started or back in the, the helis yeah i sometimes wonder if if i can get curtis on the on the show i know that bart and them talked about having him on the show and they that he was supposed to come on they were waiting for something to happen and uh well actually it was Urcha last year they said after urcha that he would be on the show or they would get him on the show and that never happened and so I thought about trying to reach out to him, see if I could pull him in. Be cool if we could. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny had asked me in the early stages and I said, we need to wait till the podcast at least is we know we're going to do this and I'm, we're not going to shut it down. So we made it past 10. So maybe <laughs> we can work on getting Curtis on. I was told to not wait. I was told to hurry up and get him on as fast as possible who told you that ashton said it he said oh. you need to not wait any longer <laughs> he said curtis is getting old you, you know you don't you don't want to wait <laughs> curtis is getting old he says that as if he's gonna <laughs> yeah. you know kick the bucket <laughs> over like in yeah. a couple of weeks i was like yeah i was like we still need to wait a little bit before you actually get a uh an actual professional godfather on the show you may have to upgrade the server for downloads and stuff yeah that would get a lot of downloads that's for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> definitely so that's on kenny's to-do list he's just make some contacts and i definitely have to ask him get some questions and do some research before we did that oh yeah yeah i have no problems in asking him uh, mm -hmm. him and i still text back and forth from time to time There it is. Yeah. Hey, have you ever read that book yet? Uh, I have. I have barely flipped through some pages. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to ask. I, we, were, we were wondering if you had. Yeah, somebody else keeps on that. asking me that. <laughs> you read that book yet? Can I borrow it? Actually, they. So, two of two of my friends. I'll leave there to remain nameless but they actually went in together and they bought another one of them oh did they awesome it, co it cost them 90 dollars, i believe oh you're kidding wow. me <laughs> wow. ouch oh. <laughs> let's just say you're not on their christmas list <laughs> since you snatched the one up in front of them it's uh, funny i did it definitely is a i'm i'm on the uh the bookshare list on that one. So I, I think eventually I'm going to have the Curtis Youngblood book and be able to look through it. And maybe I'll give you guys some feed, feedback on it. I believe it's a bunch of fly stuff and nitro tuning stuff and so forth and so on. So not really applicable, but they did say some places in the book, he was going through maneuvers and explaining how to do maneuvers and stick inputs and so forth and so on. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, but, I'll let you guys know after I 
get my hands on it at least for a week or so. You think I could borrow it? I don't think you can be on the bookshare list. You're going to have to well, give me if I nine. if I could borrow it then I could leave mine mint. <laughs> <laughs> you just going to leave yours in the plastic and just flip through theirs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious though. I mean, it's like this book is perfect. It's you know, I I don't want it messed up. <laughs> Uh, not saying they would. I'm, it's, I, I doubt anybody's going to need any Kleenex afterwards. Going to have to wear white gloves to look through your book. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in a vault. Or... I'm sure I'm glad you guys didn't pick up on that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've been refraining for minutes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways I'm not going to cut that out and refrain myself. So we'll move on. <laughs> But podcast has been good. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate all the downloads. Yes. Uh, if anybody has feedback, I try to check the the email account every now and then. I keep forgetting which one it is, but I believe it's the Gmail. Every now and then I try to check it. I do get feedback on Heli Freak. I've got feedback from people. They said keep up the good job. You guys are doing good, so. Yay us. It's like happy birthday party. Yay. <laughs> Made it past 10. Just good. I think everybody's on board to continue moving forward. We'll try to see if we can get carry on here. If he ever gets done moving and actually starts flying again. But so currently we're at four or five, maybe six people who knows what, who you're going to get each week, but we'll be here trying to pump them out for you guys on to the next would be buy and sell. Uh, just went over Carrie wasn't here, but I bought a Gowie X seven FZ. Uh, they have them in stock 550 bucks. I paid an extra four or five or six bucks for the white landing gear. Cause I'm, I don't like black landing gears. I like white landing gear. So I ended up buying those with that said, I will be trying to move the Synergy 516, 550 stretch I have. The A7s and the A5s at some point will get moved and sold. So if anybody's interested in any of those, let me know. I got some posts up on Heli Freak. I know they're kind of unicorny helicopters at this point, but may end up making the A7 into a night heli. It may not be a bad idea. I have backup canopies and such, so I could make it a permit got parts i'm waiting on some some head links to come in um i do actually i may end up making an order for some xl power head links uh ball size is the same so so i just need to figure that out that would probably make a good night rig yeah somebody keeps telling me about that i have to do that <laughs> i don't know who that would be but that's all I have for this week, guys, as far as show talks to light and a bit soft, but it's something that I wanted to get out there and let everybody know my appreciation for helping us along. Everybody that downloads the episode, listens to episode, I appreciate it. It makes me want to come back and do another one for the next two weeks. If anybody have anything else? I don't think so. 
It's been a light two weeks, a little quick, but I just wanted to touch on a couple of things and let keep keep people updated. I'll let um for the next week or so, I'll probably by the time the next podcast airs, I should be able to give you guys a review on what I think flight characteristic wise on the Gowie X7 FC. I think it'll be from what I'm looking at now, it's going to be a positive review. It will have some negatives. There's some negatives I've went through, but I'll give some feedback when I get it actually up in there and flying. Awesome. Nobody has anything else. Brent can do the outros for us. All right. I want to say thank you to the other podcasts. Also uh, contact us on our Houdini Heli podcast, Facebook page. Uh, I want to say thank you to the Heli heads, which are skids, yard sale, Gucci fence post, uh, free fall RC with Kevin, Steve, Andy, and George skids up with Paul, Frank, and Javier, the BK podcast with Bert and Kyle, Telerotor with Rich, Michael, Robert, and Mike, uh, inverted down under with Ozzy Mazi and Jeff smart, the RC element with Todd. And don't forget bill and YouTube. So if you guys need to get a hold of me, the email is HoudiniRCHeli at gmail.com. Or you can message me on Facebook at Richard Spiegel RC or on Heli Freak as R Spiegel and Run Rider as R Spiegel. Any of those will work. Heli Freak and Run Rider are probably the faster way because I can check those at work and respond back and forth if you guys send me messages. Carrie, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, Carrie Snyder at yahoo.com, Carrie Snyder on Facebook, and I believe I'm even Carrie Snyder on the forums too. Nice. So, real hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough. Kenny? Well, I'm going to add an email address to this time. Uh, you, can reach, you can reach me at rcnuts at gmail.com. That's pretty slick that I got that one, by the way. <laughs> Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at Kenny Sierra. You can reach me on Heli Freak and Run Rider at uh, Kenny S. And also, I want to say thank you to all the other podcasters out there. I know that they have mentioned our names. And now that we're doing this, I know what it takes. So, <laughs> yeah. And Brent? Uh, you can reach me on Facebook under Brian Gottlieber. Um, also on Heli Freak and I think just Heli Freak under Teacher Brent. Nice. That's all I have, guys. Stay in the box. Don't escape. You guys continue downloading and have fun. All right. Talk to you later, later guys. guys. Later. Take it easy. <laughs>